Welcome everyone to the Cup of Coffee podcast with me, your host Tom Dillon. This is being recorded live at our weekly online meeting and broadcast around the world. Uh, today's topic is growing your property business as a full-time doctor with a young family with Dr. Yogesh Patel. Um, and before we start, I'd like to say by way of a disclaimer that today is a wonderful discussion, but that nothing said here constitutes uh, financial advice and you should always take professional advice before investing your hard-earned cash. There may be the odd unplanned swear word along the way as well. Um, right, let's get going. The, uh, the format for today um, is similar to, uh, similar to usual, which is Yoga shall speak to us for a while. Um, he's got the most slides of anyone um, we've ever had on, but that's a, almost certainly a good thing because it means I've actually got some content. And, um, and, then, uh, and then I, and hopefully with the help of everyone here, we'll do some bit of Q&A. Um, uh, at the end so if you've got any questions either now or as as yoga speaks stick them in the chat and either i or or you as it were will um will ask them when we get to when we get to that bit uh yogesh are you there uh and um uh, and uh ready and delighted to speak to us for those on the podcast he is on his way sorry sorry <laughs> Sorry, not that was not a good start. Uh, my kids and family are home. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Yogesh, and I will get my slides up. Thank you so much for making the time to listen to me today. Um, I will bring up my first slide, and then I will start. So, firstly, uh, I hope you're keeping well, and I hope you're well and safe, and especially in these times. Um, difficult times I agree I wrote this talk before uh, last year sometime to be honest or I started anyway so it's quite interesting how some of this stuff that I've talked about or going to talk about applies to the current times um I am going to try and monitor the chat box so I don't know I might get confused I might not but if you want to put things on chat and if I can cope I will try and read them as I go along um just checking Tom you can hear me clear I think, I think you're loud and clear to the nation. You haven't yet got your slides up. Is that intentional? Are you ah, supposed to see those? I, yeah. I don't know how to press share. How do I figure that one out? Um, we you managed it before. We did it in training. Uh, there's a, should be a button at the bottom marked share screen yeah. or something, I think, is what you did last time. Right. Make sure I don't share anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all looking excellent. And I've got topics to be discussed. I'm hoping that's the first slide. I imagine it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, this is the first time I've ever, ever done this, so I hope it will go okay, but that's the first slide. Good. Okay, so uh, why, this is what I'm going to talk about today, uh, why I like to do property. Uh, I've got one sample deal, because I've got many, many deals, but I've only got time for one, I think, today. Um, uh, I, I think how to use your time effectively is the main bit, and tips on outsourcing stuff to other people to save your own time. Um, I, I, am, I would like to mentor one person. I think I've only got time to do one person, really. So if any of this stuff interests you or you think I can help or you think you get on, uh, just message me later and we'll chat about it. Um, so uh, who am I? I'm, I'm actually a GP uh, in London, in Croydon. I work full-time. I have worked full-time, well, forever, really. I've uh, been a doctor for, I think, since 2002, I qualified, so a long time. Um, so I'm quite busy. I have two young kids. Uh, they're nine and 11. I've got wife and all the usual stuff we all have to do. So I'm a normal person. Um, and, uh, I do property as well. So I, I'm, and I'm not just a part-time GP or anything. I'm, it's a proper partnership. I'm a partner, run the business, handle the staff, all of that business stuff I'm doing as well. So, uh, it's busy. So my first deal was in 2002, and that's an interesting story. Um, believe it or not, I got a mortgage from Halifax being as a medical student. I can't, I, that would never happen now, but they gave me a mortgage to buy a house and I had no income, that's 2002. Um, and that's when I bought my first house, it was off plan, all the things you're probably not supposed to do now, but the market was crazy then. Uh, it went up by 20 grand in six months and I just sold it because um, I didn't want to live in that area anymore. So made 20 grand um, and that was just so simple. Um, I wish I'd carry on doing that but I didn't but that was my first deal. Um, why I started, so why, why I started properly um, is I want freedom and 
uh, you might want to put a warning in your podcast, Tom, but uh, it's, I call it fuck you money. And uh, it's basically, I want to do whatever I want, what I want, with who I want. And I don't want to kind of answer to anyone. That's what I want, really. Uh, and that's my powerful motivation. Um, I'd also like to give back to people. Um, I'm not quite sure in what exact way, but there's, there's something about giving back to people and helping people and seeing them grow I would really like to do and, and I just like the challenge of property is so many different facets and things to learn and things changing all the new planning laws are, are really good um, if the background noise is bothering you Tom I will move indoors just let me know okay okay so I've got sample deal uh, just to give you a flavor of what I've done two bed flat Crystal Palace uh, hi Arian I'm actually on a talk my computer back. You can have this computer back. That's my son, one of my son's children. They can all see you, by the way. <laughs> Sorry about that, but this is my real life. Um, so uh, I got this deal from the estate agent, and um, it was a flip. It was a flip B and B and add value deal, so it had all all the avenues. Uh, the owner had a lot of financial problems. It was directly from the estate agent. Everyone on the market, they they just give me deals first, which is great. And it was a two bed converted to a three bed flat. Um, now I've changed the order of my slides. So I think I will talk about how I find deals and I'll talk about that deal. Yeah, it fits better here. So if you're looking for a deal, you guys probably know this, but I'll go over it anyway. Be very, very specific when you're looking for deals. Don't say, I just want a deal. Say you want this postcode, a two bed. I want to convert it to a three bed and it has to be this budget, has to rent for this much. It's very important that I think leaflets and letters I think I want to work really well right now so and you don't have to do it yourself you can outsource that but sending out leaflets and letters I sent out a letter in December I got a mess I got a whatsapp two days ago about it six from six months I've only sent out about 20 letters in my lifetime so that's one in 20 hit rate for me and I, they want he wants me to go and see property so I think they're very powerful if you wear them right um estate agents obviously making friends with them you, you've got to be really friendly network meetings uh you can pay sourcing agents they're very variable in quality but some are good uh landlord shows you can you can pay up connections and just look on right move and just put in a price set filter low to high and you'd be surprised what you found. A lot of my stuff I've bought, I've been on right move for months and months and they've been deals and people miss them. I don't know why, but they do. They really do. So right move is a good way. Anyway, so this one will start from the estate agent. Right. Ah, actually, you guys can type something in the chat now. The question is, this is the final floor plan after the works were done. What do you think the floor plan was like before? Before I, when I bought it, I mean, it was a, obviously the two, it was a two bedroom when I bought it. Now it's a three bedroom. What do you think was the difference? Let you think about that. Let me see. How do I look at the chat? It's in more, isn't it? Uh, 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 who's going to win the prize? So I've got here. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Let's see. Master and main bed were one. Uh, Master and main bed. Nope, they weren't. They were two bedrooms. That's not right, Julie. Uh, Elliot says kitchen and lounge separate. Uh, that is correct, Elliot. So where it says bedroom on the left-hand side, that was the kitchen. So well done. Simple, really. I just moved the kitchen down. Uh, so where it says kitchen lounge, that was actually uh, just the lounge by itself. So good. Well done. This is uh, quite weird doing this talk when I can't hear you guys, but never mind. Uh, what's the next page? Uh, maybe I should have gone to chat. Next page. Let's try this button. Next page. Good. Here's the numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. So in the red, I'll summarize £120,000 profit. Um, I put in 225000 because I got a mortgage and I got 53% return on my cash. And that's probably a 12-month project. Oops. Uh, if you want to know more details on the right-hand side can't see it because my chat's covering it but what did I write I bought it at 350 I found a bar at 625 it's a really good area um, 90,000 90, deposit extra stuff like stamp 20k mortgage costs over the year about 20k so that's how I got my numbers really and 120,000 pound profit um, 
hope that makes sense. But if it doesn't, put it in the chat and I'll go back over it. So that's a deal. Here's some pictures of what it looks like now, or when I did it. I dressed it. Uh, it cost me about five grand to dress it, but I thought I'd give it a go to try and get more money back off it. I think it worked. Uh, whoops. Right. So the next bit is how to use a time effectively. So this is this is the important bit, I think. Um, right. This saying, I learned this about six years ago, and I think when you get this, uh, you start changing. But you have to really get this. Rich people spend money to save time. They, they pay people or they pay for IT or they do something to save their time because everyone's doing property for money, but really you're not. You're doing it for time because you can, you can make money and you can lose money. You can make money again. You can never, ever, ever get your time back. And you need, you need to really understand that. Uh, every second is gone forever. You, there's no time machine. It's just gone forever. And that is the most valuable asset everyone has. If you master time management, you'll be happy. Um, poor people, they, they save their money by using their time. And that's the psychological difference. And, and once you get that in your head, you start to change. It is hard, but you start to change. Ooh. Right, so tips on outsourcing your tasks to others. Let's see. Okay, so this is an exercise I did early, earlier on. Work out what your profits are for the year or what your job income is. Um, uh, in fact, probably do it now. No, maybe people don't want to share the figure. But if you want to share the figure, what you do is divide it into uh, probably the easiest way. If you work out what you earn in, I don't know, let me think. Where did I do it? You could, I suppose if there's 365 days in a year, if you work out your annual, whatever you put in your tax return, divide it by 365 well, you probably don't work through in 65 days. You have weekends off. So how many working days have you got in a week? Five times 50 weeks. So 200 working days. That's my maths right, I hope. Um, uh, divide that, your profit, by 200 working days. And then divide it by eight hours a day working, if that's true for you. And that's your hourly rate. And then if your hourly rate is £50 an hour, uh, why, why are you doing your own laundry? Why are you doing your own cleaning? Why are you mowing the lawn when you can pay someone for 10, 15 pound an hour to do it? That's, uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, but a question if it doesn't, but that's, that's the important thing to do. So thanks, Elliot. Yeah, I won't, I won't uh, make any figures public just in case. Um, uh, so in the chat box, if you've got any of these, uh, no, actually, I, what I'd be interested in, if you don't have any of these, put it in the chat box. If you don't have anyone like this, Ironer, cleaner, housekeeper, nanny, or you don't do online shopping or cooking. Uh, you put it in the chat box if you don't have, don't do anything like that. And then if you do do anything like that, just put it in the chat box. Which you know what you do, who you pay to get stuff done. Um, I think it's important because as, when you work out the maths I did before. If you can earn £50 an hour and pay a cleaner £10 an hour, you can make an extra £40 an hour by working for an extra hour. So that's maths. Uh, so, virtual assistants. Now, actually, this is something I've thought, been trying to sort out very recently, and it's much harder than I thought it would be. You'd think just find someone, get them to do your jobs. Uh, you, people don't know how to do your jobs. You need to train them. You need to find people. They disappear. Uh, they charge you more than should have charged you, all kinds of arguments. Um, so, um, I'll tell you what I've tried so far, and you can, you can investigate it yourselves, but uh, be careful about using friends and family for lots of reasons. Um, just, just, it's obvious, but there are lots of reasons may, you may not want to use them. Uh, online jobs is where you can find people from the Philippines who you'd only pay three pound an hour however you might get 2,000 applicants so there's a saving process we can talk about later if you want my task is like you can pay someone per hour and it also from another country I'm not sure 
uh, like they seem to be quite good at IT slow computer type tasks if you if you need that. Now this one I do use outsourcingme.uk. Just discovered it, not very well known, but it's brilliant. They've got trained VAs from the Philippines. They want about six pound an hour or seven pound an hour. And uh, they're doing a lot of my admin. They help me with this presentation um, that you're watching. They do zero accounts. Um, they could probably, I mean, I get, I want a new bed. And I said, this is the bed. It needs to look like this, this size. And they're going to spend two hours shopping around, finding me a cheaper bed. Um, insurance quotes, emailing, surveyors, whatever. Um, um, reconciliation they've been good for me and I've given them a lot and so the biggest trick and I learned this from Steve Day um, which is the last website systems outsourcing he does a lot of training on this use a software called Screen-O-Matic Screen-O-Matic which is free record the thing you do on the computer and talk over it then send that to your assistant and they copy it so simple so effective Vavaboom, I've just recently come across, they have uh, virtual assistants from abroad, but they also have a lot of training, mentoring and systems to help you get it right. So you don't have to worry so much about the, the training bit of it, which is, which is hard. So I think that's going to be the most powerful thing. In fact, put in a chat box if you're using virtual assistant and any tips about how to find one or, or how you're finding them, that, that might be good to share actually. Yeah, if you've got a virtual assistant, or you know how to find a good one, because I want a good UK one, um, and I'm struggling. I'm probably going to put advert in Indeed, but if or if anyone's looking for for a job, message message me, please. All right, how do I go to the next slide? And everyone can still hear me. If someone just says yes, I feel like I'm talking to nobody. Good, thanks, Tom. Tom. Accounting, um, accounting, accounting. Okay, this. I mean, I pain for me. I, I never had a bookkeeper until 12 months ago. It's such a ridiculous thing to be not having a bookkeeper. Yeah, they're expensive. You, you need to budget £100 an hour probably. But um, I got into a lot of stress, especially when I had to do my end of year accounts. And you can't manage your anything really. So you need to get a bookkeeper. I like zero. This QuickBooks is two. You can decide. But it pulls in from your bank account, everything, and then you've got to match it up to the right place. Um, it's not that time consuming, but I just don't like doing it. Definitely have one bank account for your property. Um, don't mix it with your personal stuff. And there's stuff, there's software like Receipt Bank and HubDoc, which you can take a picture of your receipt, it scans all the numbers in and it goes into zero. And that's, that's very effective. Apps that save me time. Okay, whoops. Uh, sorry, I've got to move the chat box out of the way. I won't talk about all of these. Uh, Audible, probably my favourite. So I listen to loads and loads of books. Um, you can get like three books a month for about £10 a month, something like that. But And you can return them if you don't like them and get another one. So Audible, and you learn, learn so much from just listening to books. And when you're driving and cleaning or doing the ironing, which you shouldn't really be doing anyway, you just turn the book on. It annoys my wife because she always hears me listening to stuff. But get a Bluetooth earpiece and then, then she's not bothered. Uh, Zoom obviously uh, saves all traveling time. We, we all know about that. Calendar app. Now this is what I do, but it's probably a better way of doing it. If there's something I need to get done, I put it in my calendar app and it repeats every single day. It bugs the hell out of me and then eventually gets done. Um, that's how I get my stuff done because um, it gets annoying after a while. Emails, everyone knows. Cam card is a thing. You get a business card where we don't, do meetings anymore but business card use that app inserts all the contacts into your into your calendar i think everyone knows google drive i mean there's there's an, i don't think it's a better system than google drive to store all your documents one note is quite interesting i use that when i go to talks to make notes because you can scribble take photos it all merges it's better than the paper notebook uh talking siri cortana for windows for just dictating and telling to do things is this is good if you can't get your phone. Um, the last, I mean, CRM. I'd like to know if anyone uses CRM because I think I would benefit from that. Customer Relationship Manager. It's where you can put all your contacts, email them, uh, filter them in certain ways, um, 
yeah, if anyone's using CRM, I, I'd love, I'd love you to be back to me about which one you use and why you like it. Cause I think I should be using one too. And I think a lot, a lot are free. Um, so I've got a couple of messages. Oh, so actually this is quite good. Oh, I like the interaction. Thank you. I'll read a couple of them. Um, do, do, do. What did, why did Tom say kid or nanny? Maybe that's a joke. I didn't get it. Sorry. Kathy and Howard said, you've got a, a nanny, I think. Uh, that's good. Uh, Elliot found a VA on Fiverr.com. Yeah, that's a good website. I didn't know you could actually find a VA on Fiverr.com, so I might look at that. Uh, but they do an inst they're doing your social media, which I don't really need right now, but maybe later. Uh, Steve Ace course is good, according to Tom, so we can chat about it later. Rocket books are fab, according to Kathy and Howard. I don't know what rocket books are, so I'm presuming that is and talking about something to do with what I mentioned, but I don't know what you mean, which what it does. So I'll come back to that. Uh, yes to CRM, you said too. Less annoyingly, yeah, I've heard about less annoying. I might use that one. Um, and there's someone else, Anne Marie said, capsule CRM is free, and and I might look at that too. Thank you very much. Uh, right, what have I got here? So now I'm going to talk about more property related Pacific stuff about how I've speeded up uh, my time with that and my just tips I've done. It's 10.23. So I think we've nearly got 10 more minutes and we're done. So I'm okay with time uh, and plenty of time, plenty of time of questions. Um, so conveyancing. So I have tried 20 different solicitors that can't believe how bad they can be. I've had one solicitor not register the parking which I purchased for property last year um, and they missed it and I emailed them before to make sure and they completely missed it and now the freehold is sold and they, they, they've, I've lost my parking space. I mean, it's just, they can be awful. We checks listers, some of them are really terrible. Um, but anyway, you need to try a few to get a good one. I, I think I can recommend a few, but I think you need to try a few. And then there are some really quick ones out there, but you need to try try a lot to find a good one. And obviously by recommendation, uh, email them, email them every week and say what's outstanding, what's happening every week. They need an email. Don't neglect them. They, they're not, they got a hundred cases probably. You're one of a hundred. Email them, ask for them to um, reply probably try not to phone them but just email them it's less time consuming now if you want to be really fast get the search pack if you're selling um get the search pack done ready pay for it and give it to the buyer so they will waste two weeks getting the search pack that's a good trick it's about 200 quid it's worth it if you want to be fast if uh oh, hang on my chat box is covering uh, you pay for so if you're buying sorry i got that wrong way if you're buying um, before you get the contract papers, get the searches ordered. So you don't have to wait for the contract pack. You, don't, you just need to give the address to the solicitor, say, I want you to do the searches on this title, get it done. You don't need to wait for the contract pack to arrive. And solicitors will say they do, but you, they don't. And if leasehold, get the management pack, buy it yourself and give it to the buyer because that takes weeks sometimes. So that's my top tips for getting legal stuff conveyance and done quick. I think the next one's probably about more well, let's see selling a property okay so other things about selling a property uh let's have a look here i can't see it because i've got all the picture here right uh if you're selling something ask for a non-refundable deposit just like when you buy an off-plan new build give it back to them if you change your mind but if they change your mind there's nothing obvious in the surveyors results where they should change their mind they don't get it back and if they're serious they should do that because they'll get it back if it's a problem proof of funds you, your agent or you can do that or your solicitor can do that get us and tell them the survey must be booked within one or two weeks or you put it back on the market don't wait for it and get their solicitor's name and even call the solicitor if it's a regular system there and say look have they done many transactions are they serious do they know what they're doing um that's to get a serious buyer uh, getting your offer so if you're buying and you want to get your offer accepted um with your offer give them your solicitor's name uh or let them call your solicitor for credibility uh, to show you've bought before uh have a good rapport with your agent uh, make friends with them basically um when i put my offers in i have a mortgage broker letter saying i'm good for the mortgage 
and I've got proof of funding. Um, and when you talk to the agent or, or the vendor directly, don't hesitate, don't change your mind. Just say, I'm buying it. I know what I want to do with it. I definitely want it. I'm not changing my mind. Just be really confident with them. Don't give them a vibe that you might pull out. Um, and that, that can make a big difference to someone who offers even more money, but they're a bit touch and go. What else have we got here? Building work. So sometimes you need to do building works before you can rent it or sell it. So arrange access early. Get the quotes done. When you know when you do your first viewing, if you're serious on it, get your builder or two or three builders come along on, on your first viewing. Um, why not? And then and then if you if you put an offer in, say it's offer subjects and builders coming in to do the quotes. Um, get the quotes done. Um, now, if you're really serious and you're probably going to exchange with exchange, sign the contract papers with the builders um, before you before you complete, so they they can go in as soon as you've got the keys. Um, but obviously, it's risky in case in case things go wrong. And definitely, definitely, unless you've got loads of time. But again, it's all about saving time. Pay someone to project manage it, unless you've got the skills yourself, because you'll probably save their fees and what they save and pick up. It is a stressful job managing build, a big build anyway. So I would definitely pay a project manager to do that unless, unless you've got those expertise or you like it. Um, picking a builder. What a nightmare, picking a builder. Um, I've had lots of things go wrong. I've ended up in small claims court because of a builder. Um, so it can go wrong really badly. Uh, as I said, get a project manager. In the contract, and I think Jason's contracts are probably good ones to use, liquidation clause so if they're late if they're more than as they said five weeks and seven weeks they pay for every week 500 pounds to you um if the builder's scared to do that then they're, not, they're worried about running late um detailed schedule works before you quote so it's clear what they're doing and get them or someone to email you video and photo updates and just visit that site randomly don't tell them you're turning up so you know what what they're up to those are my big big tips for the builder um, but project manager is probably the most important thing. And tips to find a good letting agent. So speak to their three landlords of theirs currently. That's probably the biggest tip. Make sure they're all happy. Uh, see their current properties. Be a mystery shopper. So pretend to be a tenant. Ring up. Oh, I've just seen this three bed. Uh, see if they pick up the phone. See if they email you back. See how quick the viewings are. Just, just be a mystery tenant if you can. And there's, a, there's an all agent review rating thing. It's not bad. It gives you a sense of what they're like. Mm. Oh, that's it, really. So I'll finish, really. Um, so I'm going to finish with, I do, I've had a lot of mentoring. I, I presume you guys know who he is. Simon Zipthi, founder of um, Hin Network, Property Investors Network. So he's helped me out a lot. Uh, quite a bit, to be honest. Um, and... You, Rob Moore, he looks a bit cross there, I know, but Rob Moore is uh, one of the founders with Mark Homer of um, Progressive Property. He's also helped me out a lot. And I'd like to share and help um, probably only one person. Um, if that's of interest, all my contact details are there. Now, uh, on which slide? I think this slide. Yeah, there's all my contact details. Um, you, apparently, if you get your camera, any phone, and put it on these things, these um, QR codes, it, will, it direct, quickly goes into your phone. I've only heard of this last week, so tell me if it works or not. Um, and um, any feedback on this talk, please let me know, because I, I might give it in some other places. So if it's something I've done terrible, just let me know so I don't do it again, or anything I should be doing. And um, prefer to contact me about anything, if I can help, I'll help. Um, and I think I've finished, I'm happy to go with any questions. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm going to pull this microphone up here because I think that's better. Uh, thank you very much indeed for the talk, most illuminating. Uh, we'll probably give people a few more seconds on the old scanning, um, and then uh, and then uh, and then we'll stop sharing the slides just so I can see what's going on. But um, so that uh, raises uh, lots of it raises as many questions as it answers, as any good talk should. Um, so if anyone's got any uh, any questions, any bits and pieces, any chat, then as always, stick it in the chat. Uh, in the meantime, um, I'll uh, I'll fire a few that occurred to me. So um, 
you started off with these two well, two examples of deals that you did um, that both seem to go rather well. Uh, why didn't you just carry on doing them? Oh, so just it was actually to clarify only only um, the one deal. I took the second deal off. I know you've seen the the second deal, but I thought I'd run out of time. I can I can probably pull up the sides of the second deal if people want to see it. Uh, but why do I not carry on doing those deals? Um, they're they're hard to find. I'd like to do more of those. Um, I think you, you talked us through too, didn't you? You talked us through the student one you did, one you did as a student. Is it Halifax? You got oh, the... sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, talked us through the Crystal Palace one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't consider that as a deal. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, why do you not carry on? Yeah, 2002, I had no money. Uh, I knew not very much about property. Um, and I thought it was a fluke. So, and then I had to train to be a doctor. So, I think got very busy. <laughs> Um, That's a good excuse. Yeah. I, I, sorry, lads. I've got to train to be a doctor. Well, that is gonna that is gonna put a crimp in things. That's gonna uh, it's gonna take a bit of time. That. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, so I wish I had. I wish I'd met Simon Zitzi and Rob Moore then. I think I would have been different. Um, but no one in my family does property. I've got no real friends who do property, and I'm making making friends. But I'm not in a network of people who do property. I wish I was born into that network. Um, so I'm just trying to find that slide. Um. Did you say you're good at making friends or not good at making friends? I'm, just... I'm good at making friends. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I am making friends now in property. But I wasn't in that environment. So uh, something tr- twigged in about six, seven years ago in me. And I started going to property network meetings. I, I enjoyed them. And um, I, I was fascinated about the lump sum of cash people were making. I was thinking, mm. it can't be that. It can't be possible. How are they doing it? And they, yeah didn't have degrees they didn't you know they were just some some of them were 20 22 years old Gosh. yeah when i when i when, when i first started meeting people in property the thing that I, I always took away from the meetings was i think that whatever that person was doing i could probably do uh not in a way that sort of bully myself up but like with all due respect that person was just a normal person so uh i reckon i could probably do that and this is um just nice to learn you keep going past these rather nice pictures of uh of i'm imagining this is the crystal palace one is it i think frankly we should all have a look at uh is this is this a crystal palace flat we're looking at here yeah yeah i like these we'll briefly on the way through <laughs> we seem to be <laughs> i hope everyone's you know focused there because obviously with time management the downside is only get three seconds to look at a slide for those <laughs> listening to the podcast um uh it's just it's, it's very nice pictures of um of, of, of a dressed apartment i guess um with what looks like a sort of very nice green uh, green space out the side which again you wouldn't maybe expect in crystal palace i don't know crystal palace that well other than that they play pretty terrible football but um i wouldn't expect that view that i can see out the out the window on that middle slide um so it looks like a very nice flat and a very nice area um show some more pictures you had another slide there with a picture either side of this didn't you mm. it's the wrong way go the other way yeah that's the one which one and that well that one will do too yeah that's the bathroom yeah um i mean it is it it's high end uh because the area warrants it and i i dressed it i don't know about dressing i mean did you dress it no <laughs> Uh, that, that sounds more like it okay good otherwise we're going way off topic here <laughs> and i don't know if you guys do dress your properties or not i mean i actually tried to sell this without dressing and with dressing and in the end but the market changed quite a lot in that time period um i seem to have got similar money um so I don't know if dressing, I'm sure dressing does work. But. I think it depends on the price of the property without nicking your talk time. Uh, I think it depends on the price yeah. of the property. So for this upper end stuff, I think it probably works depending on the buyers. Um, the one that I really liked, uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the company. They do this kind of minimalist dressing. So if you've got, say, a big four bedroom house, you know, to, to dress that might cost thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, so what they do is they dress tiny bits. So for example, they'll set up um, a little two person, like little dining table in the corner of a room with, with wine glasses and a glass of wine and beautiful little minimalist pieces just to give someone the idea of what the room might look like without spending, you know, yeah, five grand doing a whole uh, living room suite. And they might dress one bedroom, so make one bedroom look amazing, but leave the other ones empty. So again, you kind of, that balance between imagination and, oh, here's what it could look like. And I, I thought that was the most beautiful and, and best way I'd seen it done. And of course, save money for the for the client. So, um, but, uh, you know. Um, hey, that's just me. Um, what, why were we doing uh, doing ninety miles an hour through the slides there? Oh, you were trying you were trying to show us these photos and potentially other bits. You talk about the second the deal, so yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the deal. Nice, nice. I can go back to my contact details actually if you want. Um, 
yeah. So I've got some questions in the chat box. Shall I answer them? Or... Yeah, yeah, rock and roll. I've got more, but let's like, absolutely uh, the minor. Charge. You tell me. Well, let's go with uh, let's go with. Well, let's go with Elliot's, but let's try something that I've been meaning to do for ages, but I've actually done, um, which is, let's, let's get Elliot to uh, to ask it rather than me. Elliot, are you there, and do you want to fire this question in? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Go for it. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess you seem to be super productive and like get a lot of things done when we're on these calls. Uh, do you think that's mostly down to your mindset or the systems you've put in place? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Must be mindset, um, and it must be both actually. Probably, um, I, I, I'm very. I always have a big list of stuff to get done that day. I get really frustrated if I have a big list at the end of the day. I want to do fun stuff. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, there's something called net time, which Rob Moore taught me, which is. Um, doing things you know if you're driving you can listen to books or uh if i can do multitasking i'll do it so i just once i've got the idea that i can do this and this at the same time then then i remember it and i implement it immediately really so it's probably mindset but i need the ideas i need some system i need someone to tell me or read somewhere actually if you do it this way that will save a lot of time it's both but mindset I don't know whether my I think the mindset has come from reading a lot of books about time management I think that's what's happened so I think both but time, mindset is the biggest thing because if, if no one shows you or tells you you can do it this way you don't change um, but you need to be a, a, you need to be attentive to that and, and be willing to change you seem, like the, you seem like the kind of guy, uh, if you don't mind me saying, who has a million ideas and millions of thoughts going on in different ways at once, um, which obviously, look, an ideas guy. Um, yeah. One of my, uh, pal of mine used to work for a guy who was actually quite famous in the 70s, an um, older guy now, and he was helping him as his PA. Uh, and it, it, the, the quote he, he said to me, he said, oh, I, I was asking him about his employer, what's going on. He said, oh, he, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's an ideas guy. Problem is, most of his ideas are crap. Um, now, <laughs> I'm not suggesting for a moment that your ideas are crap. What I am suggesting is that with most ideas, guys, um, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of these creative geniuses, which you, I'm not saying you are either, but I'm saying you seem to have a lot of ideas. The, the problem is being pulled in lots of different directions at once or struggling to focus on one thing or maybe deciding which is the, the best of a big basket of ideas. Do you sympathize with any of that? As in, do you, do you struggle with any of that or, or not? I think I have a lot of great ideas. The trouble is, I don't. Ca I haven't been capturing them. I've been doing a lot more meditation in the mornings, particularly even today. Mm. And I, what I do is, I think of great ideas. The other place I think of great ideas is in the shower for some reason. And I now make sure I capture them. Uh, the trouble is, I don't have time to implement them all. But through VAs, I hope I will. Um, so can't remember your question, but I think I hope. <laughs> The fact you can't remember my question is just perfect, and I think we should definitely not go any further into it. I think we need to. I think we've we've got okay. one in there. Um, Clive, you've you've asked a question. Let's continue with our theme of people asking questions. Okay, uh, I was just wondering. Uh, I know you're in London, so it's a whole different world to the rest of us. But um, what are your thoughts on? We're in a property rebound right now. Prices are going up, going crazy. People are buying like mad. I think there's a, a rebound to, on the downside coming up. I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Great question. Um, I've been asking other people exactly the same question. Uh, and they asked me, uh, actually, um, let me think. Can I, okay, I can tell you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on TV soon. I don't know if you know this program called Property Elevator on Sky TV. Uh, they reported oh. me yesterday. Or Thursday, I think. At least it's not nine 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 reconstruction. It could be a lot worse. No, um, no. Um, and one of the people asked, one of the investors asked me exactly the same question. So you'll hear my answer on that. And the answer I gave them was, um, was, I think there'll be a ten. There's definitely going to be recession. It's it's probably ten percent. Even in the last crash, property prices didn't go more than more down than. 15% you know it was maybe it wasn't it wasn't that terrible stock market crash yeah but not properties so I, I see a 10% dip I see it being hard for a year 18 months 
and then as property always seems to recover in this country there'll be a huge growth huge huge growth and the people who've got in in the next two years will do well that's my guess that's not a promise but i'm pretty sure i'm right boom there we go uh, you heard it here first um thank you clive and of course yogesh um uh, do we have any more for any more down here yes charlene are you there do you want to um as we're doing live questions uh, live question three uh, do you want to lob one in yeah um i just wondered what uh, yogesh's um strategy is really um from the outset has it been always just to buy and sell and continue um, doing that, or do you now do buy to let, or what? What do you normally do? Yeah, I did. Again, I took all. I think I was going to put that in, but I thought I'd run out of time. Um, so, good question. I do everything, more or less. I've done. I got a few HMOs. I've got many buy to lets. I've got service accommodation. I do flips, as you've seen one example of. I do planning uplift. That's my favourite at the moment. So get a site, get planning permission, and then just sell it and don't do anything else. I uh, the the uh, the the deal. Oh, I can't tell you about Sky. Sorry. Um, I like to do commercial to residential uh, stuff now, and that's what I'm looking into um, now. So I more or less could do anything as long as it makes money, and I get how it makes money. I'll have a go. Wonderful. Thank you very much, and thank you, Charlene. Um, Elliot's asked another question. I think, to be honest, he's, he's clearly just after uh, hogging the spotlight here, so I'm going to read it out. He's, 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 I think we've uncovered a glory hunt here, people. Um, not really, uh, for the record. Uh, he asks, uh, could you talk about your methodology? Um, uh, if you do, for planning your year, month, week, day, I'm pretty sure I, I butchered that question, but uh, I think he's after you sort of, yeah, your... your um, uh, how you plan your year, month, weekday, etc. You mentioned you already you do a daily calendar annoyances to annoy yourself, which I quite like. Any any strategy based around annoying yourself? But um, any other anything to add? How you plan things? Uh, I should do it better, and that's what everyone tells me I should do. Um, I don't. I don't. Mm, I I have my ideas and I try and capture them and I try and put them into the calendar. That annoys me, and, but sometimes it's not a daily thing. And sometimes it's a. It can it can repeat every week or every two weeks or every month. So for the long term thing, it it will repeat and eventually get done. Um, that's probably what I'm using. I'm sure there's a better way of doing what I'm trying to do. Uh, it's about prioritizing. Um, that's why I'm thinking there's probably another bit of software that's better for me, but I haven't found one yet. Um, and then, and then when I think, when I have my thinking time, I do think, okay, what do I want my life to be like in today, at the end of today, at the end of the week and the end of the year and in, in 10 years time. And I think, okay, I want it to look like this. So what are the steps backwards? And then that gives me more ideas and tells me, well, if I need to do those things, I need to put them in and action them. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just didn't mean to jump in. I thought we yeah. um, One top tip, although it's not, it's not really a methodology, but it's one I've been using the last two or three years, and it's very quick. So I'm going to lob it in because I find it very useful for. If I wish I'd done it from when I was starting out, was find someone a, a bit like you or a pal, whatever, a property person, and then have a chat once every two weeks, a buddy call that can really work. Um, but the thing that I do with my buddy calls, and I have two, is um, that I, we have a list of three things which we send each other. As this is a, this is a bit similar to yoga. She's kind of annoy myself into doing it. And then we put three things on that list, which other, which we really want to do, which otherwise wouldn't happen. They tend to be important, non-urgent tasks, which are the, the most important, all the research says. Those are the ones which will dictate how successful someone is in the long term. Um, and also the ones that tend to get ignored, which is why most people aren't as successful as they want to be. Uh, and then we check in with each other. And um, that trigger, that kind of mechanism of knowing that someone's about to check up on how you've been doing with those things, um, really means that they tend to get done a lot more than they did previously and it has helped me to motor forward and do things which i'd rather be doing rather than getting caught up as we all do in urgent tasks um keep those questions coming in the meantime i've got a few uh which is i wanted to ask whether you've spent x years i think you said 20 years or something being a doctor 
do you think that that profession, that, that, that way of being, you know, helping people every day, all day, every day, full time, uh, has an impact on your, on your outlook? I'm thinking of the fact you get to see people obviously get sick or be sick and then obviously get better and be better, which is great. Um, but that kind of whole life cycle thing that you see every day playing out, do you think that has a big impact on your, your thought process or your way of being or not really? Do you have to, after a while, does it just become like a job? never been asked that before uh, so if i wasn't a doctor would i think differently i think it's your question Ooh. i i don't think so yeah i mean i i think you i get you get you i have not all doctors but i have got quite used to people getting ill and dying and it doesn't i wouldn't say it's a that aware of it but I wouldn't say it would change my outlook on life I know reality that anyone can get hit with something at any time uh, and life is short that's complete reality um, I don't know I think the answer is probably not really I think if I was doing another job I think I'd still be thinking the same way Okay. You mentioned, um, you, oh, you, you know, I, I, obviously you're doing very well, which is great. You said, oh, you know, eventually I'd like to help someone. I'm, I, I, when you said that, I thought, mm, chances are, I kind of thinking maybe you are doing already in the day job. Like maybe you've been helping people, you know, full time for 20 years, a lot more than I've ever done, for example. Um, so I thought, you know, be a bit, a bit hard on yourself there. That doesn't mean you can't do more, of course, but um, I just thought you've got that bedrock of, of GPing uh, for a, a long time, which must be nice to fall back on. Maybe you don't consider it that way. It's interesting. I, now I feel like anyone can do that, but I mean, I know not anyone can do that job, but for me, I think once you've done something a few times, it's not, it becomes not challenging anymore. So yeah, obviously the person getting treated must be delighted, but um, just need a different challenge now. No, you're absolutely right. I'm not stretching myself. So from uh, 11 today, we're going to have my surgery. Um, and if anyone's got any ailments or bits and pieces they want to bring, then um, then do it. I have no formal training, but uh, Yoga says it's fine. So we'll crack <laughs> on with that. <laughs> In other news, you mentioned that, uh, I may have misheard this, but you, that you pay, you, you're busy saving money and paying people, you know, to call you cleaning bits and bobs. And then you seem to throw in that you're paying £100 an hour for bookkeeping, which seems a bit steep to me. It sounded a bit like London prices and freaking TFL all over again. What's going on? It's meant to be £100 per month. So apologies. Oh, that's more like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. I would do my own bookkeeping for that money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. And I, I, funnily, I'm paying too much for my bookkeeping, but I think I'm paying twenty-five or thirty pounds an hour, and that seemed reasonable at the time. But now I realise that most people in the smart sort of in the know it uh, are outsourcing that to abroad or somewhere. I think Josh wouldn't mind me sharing. I think he outsources a lot of his to South Africa. Um, have you done any of that, or is yours still onshore, as it were? What my bookkeeping? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, my bookkeeping is still UK based, but yeah. it, I have found somebody um, who may take it over virtually. I don't think it matters as long as long as you test them, try them, it will get them referred to you, and they're ac they have to be accurate. It's the most important thing. It doesn't really yeah. matter, does it? And they'll be probably cheaper outside the UK. Cool, cool. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep cracking with mine. I can see we've got a couple of bits coming in. If anyone's got any questions for uh, say Clive, then because uh, he's next to me on the pictures, um, then uh, yeah, the questions for Clive. Save him. Just speak to him after. If anyone's coming for Yorgish, then uh, keep him coming. Probably the last couple of chances to get him in. Um, uh, I've got plenty. How do you return books on Audible? <laughs> There's been plenty of books I've got on Audible. They've been awful. Is there a return button? Yeah, you return if you don't like them, it's just you return them, they credit you again. Wow. You another one. If you didn't know that, you've missed a trick. But yeah, it's, it's I've it's, missed many tricks and this is obviously yeah. one of them. Um okay, good good to know. Good, I mean I'm not I'm not trying to scam audible, I'm a big fan of their their work, but I mean sometimes I'll have read I'll read like an hour and I'll go, oh, This isn't for me, or whatever. You're still okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've returned books a month later. I mean sometimes I don't get time to it or my priorities change and think, oh, I don't need to do this right now. I'll do it later and I'll return it and get what I need right now. Wow. I think I'm sure that's their policy. I hope so. Well, they haven't objected to it. Yeah. What's the longest you've ever had something repeating in your calendar on a daily basis? Is, have you had like anything that's been on there like a year and a half, uh, like 500 times before you go around to it? Let me, I could have a quick look. Oh, the biggest, the, yeah. Um, there has been stuff here for months repeating daily. Yeah. But eventually it, it grinds you down and you, you, you do it, do you? Is that, is that, is that the crap? Uh, it gets deleted, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that, is that helping people with time management? Oh, I don't know. Let's hope so. Um, uh, Howdy and Kathy were busy. 
showing Rocky, things at the camera Rocky, in rocket books. Sorry, Yoga, go on. Rob Moore does say delete stuff. You know, if you haven't done it, it's not priority. Just, just. So Rob Moore's other secret was I learned from him is just is the stuff you don't do. The stuff, no, saying no to stuff and not doing stuff is probably the most important thing because mm. that because you want to do everything, but actually you think if you say it, you know, don't do this because it actually doesn't get to your goals or whatever you want to get to in life and you just say no I'm not doing it frees up a lot of your time and some I even I find it really hard not to do something mm. but deleting it clear can then move, makes room for your th stuff that makes makes your goals become real I hope that yeah. makes sense Warren Buffett said didn't he that uh, the most successful people are those you can you say no the most often um, yeah yeah uh, I think Howard and Kathy were busy trying to show us about rocket books, uh, and and Amory Mason showed us. Uh, oh, I was mentioned Capsule CRM as well. I've not used either of those, but uh, I, I, oh, they're all CRM programs, are they? Okay, I, I think so. Yeah, uh, rocket books may be a, a kind of zero, uh, you know, a, 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 a bookkeeping thing. But I'm just guessing that from the name. Um, Kathy's showing us a book with a, an unknown title on it. Might, might Pick up, Kathy. Um, so that's it's okay. very helpful for people who like writing. Well, I love just writing, actual writing. And you can, uh, the great, you, it's the only book you ever need. You can get different formats. You can write on it. And then you've got a little QR code at the bottom. You scan it. It goes automatically into your Google Drive or whatever you're using. And then you just wipe it clean every day. So every day I just wipe my rocket book. So I don't have tons of notes because I love writing. And But this gets scanned straight away. It's dead easy. absolutely love it. There we go. Time-saving apps brought to you by... Um... I'm intrigued I managed to lose a parking space. Uh, that sounded, well, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, careless, uh, frankly. What, uh, what's going on with that? The worst thing happened to me with the solicitor. The worst thing is they failed to register the mortgage against the title. So um, it was a problem when I had to remortgage it. Um, that's not the worst thing that's happened. But this, yeah, uh, I probably won't name solicitors, but I wish I could. Um, uh, that I had a, honestly, they got the title deed six months after completed, and there was no parking space on it. Although all the contract papers says parking space at ten thousand pounds, and I, everyone should check their title deeds very carefully because this has happened to me twice now. Um, and it was missing, and I I put in a formal complaint. I said this is very out of order, and they are going because it's been sold on to another freeholder. The person who did the contract can't sell it to me anymore or give it to me. So the next freeholder is is willing to sell it for a price for a, uh, a big chunk of money, um, and luckily the solicitors admitted that is their problem and they'll pay that. So they're paying probably about ten grand from their own pocket. So I get my parking space. Um, so yeah, that's we so, don't trust solicitor. I probably you can say the same for some doctors I'm guessing but um, just whoever you use you need to check them you just don't think they're going to get it right yeah yeah that's I mean it sounds to me honest more important with doctors and solicitors this that, that's the bigger revelation for me there because uh, you know if I lose a parking space I help if I lose the wrong leg uh, that seems more important anyway um well that's well that's good uh, it, it, happy ending but I, I take your point on board about solicitors and professionals and doing doing due diligence uh you mentioned, and I realise this was probably a sort of slightly facetious example to make a point, but you said, oh, you know, try 20 different solicitors. Presumably if someone finds a good solicitor after, say, three or four, or even one, they should stick with them, shouldn't they? Not carry on going. Yeah, but I think you need three good people in each area. You need someone. Three builders, three agents, three everything. Three, even three, even, you could argue you need three, you need reserve people. You need backups. You need a backup goalkeeper. Always need that yeah. number third goalkeeper. If you've got three of everything, you're safe. Because if two go off sick, you've got a third one. Yeah, it's like... One, and you've got a major... You've got a big, quick deal you need. That one's on holiday. You're stuck. So you need three. It's like lungs, isn't it? You always need... Hang on, I've got two. Um, <laughs> never mind. I'm, the, the medical analogies <laughs> break down a bit. <laughs> I'm yeah. overstretching them. Um, selling project... Sorry, you're going to say again? You probably need three good doctors just in case. <laughs> Always have three good doctors on speed dial. Um, Clive mentioned we might all soon have a doctor app in our pocket on our phones, and wouldn't that be it? Wouldn't that be a blessing? Um, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's you heard that here first, Clive. Uh, selling projects. You mentioned uh, non-refundable deposits. This sounded good, but also like solicitors and the buyers may kick up a stink. Have you have you had pushback from either of those groups on that idea, or is it 
has it worked more or less for you might not work in the current market oh, i don't know well maybe it would um i'm actually probably selling two or three things right we're currently trying to see what happens um but in a in a really booming market i don't see why they wouldn't uh, i think uh, i have i tried uh i've asked the question i'm trying to think um it's happened to me the other way around so i've done it mm. with a really good deal um and, and actually i didn't mention it but if you've got a really good deal just offer it just say look i'll give you a deposit to secure it so they know you're serious um i haven't done it in real life but if if i was worried about the buyer then i don't you could do it via the solicitors solicitors can take a deposit keep it in their client account uh yep yeah, cool cool um I'm going to, I'm, I'm squinting back on to uh, some chat questions and comments. Yes, Tom, uh, just a, one quick point on that thing about the deposit. I know loads of people who do those instant deposits. If you sign an option agreement, although the option agreement's not very robust, um, then at least the, the vendor feels obligated. And I've heard of people sort of giving people £25,000, you know, like really significant amounts of money to get them out of the crap. Um, and you, to some extent, you've got to make a personal judgment. It's not necessarily whether the debt's enforceable or not. It's whether the person's going to give you any trouble to enforce that debt. Um, but if you've got somebody who's on the point of bankruptcy or whatever, you know, that, those kind of large initial payments can, can, can be really um, important in terms of getting the deal done. And, you know, walking into someone's house and then leaving them a check for 10 grand can, you know, it, it's transformational to the relationship. You know, it, I wouldn't suggest doing that on a two-bed terrace house but if you're buying a mansion uh, you know and, and putting 10 grand down then that can be you know pretty transformational and, and, and secure a deal potentially at, you know 50 60,000 pounds under what you'd have got it for otherwise so worth worth considering yeah. yep, thank you very much Andrew uh, absolutely if anyone comes to my house and gives me 10 grand that will be transformational to our relationship uh, so no question um, uh, let's rattle through these quick fire questions um, one from Kathy and Howard here which says uh, why do you continue to be a doctor? Cash might be useful, might it? I mean, that's probably good, isn't it? Um, I don't, I don't have the income that I'd like from property, but I like, I do like being a doctor. It's, it's a nice challenge, and it's got. It, I do a lot of teaching and training, and I like, I like running the business. Um, and there's lot, lots of things I like being a doctor. So. I like to do everything. I think one day I need to choose, but at the moment, lots of reasons to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, uh, Elliot asks, what are the best time management books to read? But unfortunately, I've not got time for that one. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Time management books. Uh, Rob Moore, he's written a book about uh, time. I can't remember the title. Rob Moore, this is one of his books about time Life, management. Life Leverage, was it? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that, that, that's probably the best one I've read. Uh, in fact, yeah. I think that, put that, eat, that eat that frog is a good one as well. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. Sakti uh, asks for buy, develop, and sell projects. I understand that the capital gain, uh, the four hour work week's been recommended. For buy, develop, and sell projects, I understand that the capital gain tax is 40%. Uh, how, I think the question is sort of how, how have you dealt with the tax situation? Um, have you got any top tips on, on that? Or have you just paid the, paid the tax money's money or what? Right. Oh, so this deal. Uh, okay. Um, we'll take that one offline. I think. Um, okay. You're okay. correct. But uh, there are... Off, I'll tell you offline, I think. I, I, I'll contact you later. Yeah. Yeah, for the purpose of the podcast, uh, yeah. your guest just paid the tax on that one, no problem. Uh, just uh, just that's what you've got to do. That's the rule. So there you go. Um, that, let's have a look here. Uh, Howard's suggesting we have three wives on standby, which I think is, is solid, sound advice. <laughs> he's, he's a man who knows. Um, with a bit of chat about Rocket Books for our work week. Yeah. Um, when are you going to be? When are you going to be on Sky, Yogesh? Uh, apparently, Ch Charlene, Charlene's um, uh, contract ends on the nineteenth of August. She's worried she might not get it. Uh, it probably be on YouTube as well, so don't worry. I'll send around a YouTube thing. There you go. It's uh, it's free, free for all. It says that you're trying to enter the meeting, Yogesh, but the thing is, you're already here, so I'm a bit confused about well, that. You, might be my there? phone. That's weird. Phones wandered in as well. Phones um, Ignore that. Yeah. Uh, oh. I can answer, I mean, that capital gain question, sorry, I have got an answer to that. Uh, it puts, use a company to buy it, and then, then you only pay 90% corporation tax. That's, that would be my suggestion. There are more complex ways, but that's a simple way. 
Nineteen percent, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you use a company, then it's just nineteen percent corporation tax. But then pulling the money out is another another problem as well. But yeah, you mentioned all agents review. Is that a, I don't know what that is. Could you explain? Oh uh, yeah, it's just like it's a, probably a bit like checker trade for agents. Um, so so it's um, it gives you five stars if they're good. So you, you feedback, you put a comment. Do you like the agent? Was he good? Who was good? Why or not good? And you give star ratings. Excellent. Well, that kind of weird, yeah. weird way is, is an excellent way for us to finish. Well, very quickly, because um, it's a weird way, it's a weird question to finish on. A, a better question, my last one, or the last one, is um, it, knowing what you know now, you know, what, would you, what would you have done differently or, or what would you recommend people starting out in property or at different points of their journey do differently to what they're doing based on what you've learned? Network. Network like crazy. Go with as many people in doing property and people are doing what you want to do um, specifically and shadow them, go pay, buy dinner, buy coffee, meet up with them, see their projects, make friends, be free labour for them. Just meet as many people doing what you're doing. We heard here first, folks. That's handy because it um, means we probably get more people to this meeting. So that's uh, thanks very much for the uh, for the for the big shout out. Um, thank you all as well. Thank you, oh, thank you first of all, of course, to Doctor um, uh, Yogesh for speaking to us and um, uh, and for all those in attendance and for everyone listening on the podcast. Uh, tune in next week when I haven't decided what we're going to do yet. But um, we may have a speaker. I've got a couple in the pipeline. We're trying to get a fix updates. And if not, we'll do a mastermind type meeting, I think. Um, yes.